Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. But you know what? Joke's on you, because I know Morse code. A man got to have a code. Oh, and the underlying rights to the code in perpetuity throughout the universe. Sign there. Hey, it's Tony Maz of 98.5 The Sports Hub, and you are listening to the Morse Code Podcast. Uh. Uh. I love it, though. I love it, though. <laughs> you know? Uh. Put your hands to the constellations. The All right. Episode 105 of the Morse Code Podcast. It's uh, Sophie Priyup, Dan Morris, and we got another special guest. Um, you catch him on NBC Boston Friday nights, right? Yeah, Friday nice. nights, Friday nights, Friday nights, and catch his work on uh, or catch your articles on NBCBoston.com, which I was doing earlier today. Um, DJ Bean, what's up, man? What's up, DJ? Nothing. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me, on, fellas. And then you, you have your own podcast too, though, right? Oh boy, do I! Yeah, oh yeah, enlighten us, please. Yeah, you want you want chaos. Uh, it's called Brunch. We've been doing it forever. It's me and uh, my friend Pete Blackburn. And mm-hmm. it's we started because I was doing a radio show and we got Pete in the mix. And Pete was like, let's start a podcast. And I didn't want to I didn't want to have a sports podcast. No offense, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I was like, uh, I do so much sports stuff as it is. But I was like, right. if I was like, if you if you would do like a pop culture podcast, I'm down. And he was like, yeah, that's that's better. So. We've done a pop culture podcast. Both of us do sports for our day jobs. But um, yeah, we have a, a pop culture podcast called Brunch. And uh, check it out. It's a, it's a good time. It's a, it's a lot of... It's mostly just like, <laughs> like depression. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that's very relatable. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, I, well, people started listening. We... we um, moved to the uh, washed which is a an awesome podcast network and mm-hmm. people so we got like some new listeners and i was like oh this is gonna stink people are gonna go through old episodes and be like oh you guys weren't funny or like you guys are lame whatever and the only reaction it's gotten is like hey listen to an episode from a few years ago and this thing was super relatable so i was like yeah hell yeah awesome. mission accomplished yeah how, how do you guys know each other pete um dj how did you oh boy. meet pete uh, he was, uh, I was, uh, I was covering the Bruins and, uh, I was covering the Bruins for wei.com and he just, he followed me on Twitter. This was Pete has a, if, if you don't know who Pete is, Pete, uh, has a very big following. He's yep. uh, just a, a, a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Great was head of hair too. Gra- please relax. He's <laughs> got an okay head of hair. I'm a little annoyed. We were talking about it the other day of like, is it weird that um, they're like, I- I've always been like the the guy with hair mm-hmm. and his girlfriend was mm. like, is it weird that now he has hair too? And I was like, no, it's weird that every dude has hair where yes. forever, every dude was doing like the same short haircut. And I was like, all right, I can probably be uglier, but differentiate myself by <laughs> having a little something. And little then the pandemic yep. came every dude grew their hair out and they realized like, Oh, having, having hair is the, the bees knees. No offense to anybody who, uh, might be follically, um, challenged, hindered, challenged, whatever it may sure. be. But I'm, I'm glad you yeah. put out that disclaimer. Appreciate that. Yeah. 
but yeah, he just yeah, he, he followed me on Twitter. And uh, every time I would like tweet something about a play or something, he 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 made gifts in like a second. And he would mm. just like turn everything into a gif, every play into a gif. And he was just so useful on Twitter. Uh, so I followed him back. And then I was like, he does all this hockey stuff. We should, uh, I had a, a Sunday morning show on EI. So mm-hmm. I was like, we don't really know who this guy is, but let's, uh, he, he's clearly like an, like a, a funny dude and seems like a cool guy. So uh, me and Joe McDonald, who at the time was at ESPN, did this show and we were like, let's have Pete in and we can figure out what he does when he gets here. But like, let's just have mm-hmm. him be a part of it. And uh, he and I just hit it off really quickly. And we've been uh, very, very close for uh, a while now. Nice. Okay, so you've so been very, a- very draft the best player eligible, no matter what theory. And totally. Find totally. a way to make them work. Very exactly. Figure it out. Very yeah. interesting. Ironic, because when I started this podcast like a year ago, Soapy was uh, like the 30th choice to, to bring on as a co-host. Mm. Um, so that theory for me didn't work, but yeah. nonetheless, here we are. Hey, um, as long as it ends up being a scheme fit, you're all good. Uh, still working on that. Still, still yeah, that, it's, yeah. just, it's just not, not that coachable. Either. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not coachable. It's, it, it, the thing is, I locked him into a really shitty contract. Like you hear about like bad contracts in sports. Oh, yeah. For me, as the business owner, Soapy's contract is deplorable, but uh, this is hey, what it is. Hopefully, he's not a first round pick but, to him, and uh, someone will yeah, take him. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But and anyway, um, uh, but yeah, Soapy, go ahead. I knew you wanted to jump in with something. Well, before I get to my actual first real question, yeah. I was going to say, here's what I mean, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is please. This is this is what I do. God, this guy stinks. For right, Sophie. for the but and I was a value pick. So, uh, before the audio <laughs> listeners, DJ's wearing a hat, and if you weren't being bashful, I would have brought up your hair first. So, word, don't, don't yeah. wear the hat. On, I mean, it there, probably looks like go. shit oh, right boy. now. Would but uh, please, it's I don't know. Now I'm in a weird thing where I'm talking about how good my hair is, but no, I've that's, got that's I've got solid hair. hair. Let it be known. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, my first question is um, branching off of when Tom Giles came on with us a few episodes back. Um, two things. He said one of his like funniest memories um, at NBC Boston was covering the Super Bowl. And it was you and Felger singing. And I meant to go look back at the song. So I couldn't find that. So number one, I want your memories of that or, or your version of that memory. And two, if Felger was your biological father, as um, you have joked on Twitter, how would you feel about that? Hmm. Um, well, Felger and I definitely have a... I don't see him anymore because we, hmm. we just don't cross paths. We used to see each other all the time because he, he and I worked... Uh, at NBC Sports Boston doing at the same time for a long time. Like he would have the Sunday show. I actually did production on his show when I was in college. And uh, so I saw him all the time. And then I started covering the Bruins and he was a big reason why they started putting me on over there to talk about the Bruins. And he and I would just yell at each other about Tuka Rask or Peter Shirelli or whatever it may be. So he and I, uh, but like I've, I've always absolutely adored him so there is we definitely had like a 
father wanting the or son wanting the approval of his father <laughs> type relationship. But Felger is, and he'll probably happily admit this. Felger, uh, I, I don't think Felger gets too close to anything outside of like the task at hand, you know? So like if, if he wasn't on the air and like, we're all sitting in the newsroom, I'll be talking with somebody and talking about nonsense. Like Giles and I will bullshit for eternity. Mm-hmm. He's like more likely to just be like watching a game. And if you go over and bug him with something, he's like happy to talk to you, but it's like, all right, would you, this, this game's on. Would you, would you get out of here? So there is a, like, legit, <laughs> Hey, wait until intermission. DJ. Yeah. Yeah. There is a legitimate like son wanting the approval of his uh, father there, but yeah, Felger's the best. And he, uh, he's done a, an absolute ton for me over the years, but the song was dreams by Fleetwood Mac. This was yes. pre, oh, uh, that's this was what pre it was. ocean spray. Yeah. And <laughs> it was the Super Bowl in Atlanta and, Giles and I were out and texted Jim Murray, like, mm. hey, what are you up to? And he was like, oh, tonight's the night that he, once a year at the Super Bowl, he takes Maz and Felger out and tries to legitimately ruin their lives. He tries to get them as destroyed as possible. And it's like the one night a year, going back to what I was just talking about with like Felger and being like, hey, like, I'm doing the job like you, you're all very nice people, but like I'm, I'm here to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think, the one night that Felger is like, yes, I'll go out with everybody. And yes, I'll play along with all your shenanigans. So once a year, Murray tries to just get him destroyed. And they were at the Claremont Lounge, which if you've ever been to Atlanta, is technically classified as a strip club. Mm. But it's not a traditional strip club. It's just like a dive bar where the servers are people just get naked, middle-aged topless people. It's just, it's, I'm listening. It's very much going for like as weird a vibe as possible. Well, and, I remember um, it's funny. Cause like everyone in that little circle that we've had on, we've asked them about this night and Felger started it. And then we had Mavs on like a few weeks later so Mas- did he wait? Did did he? T- t- I hope that I didn't just like tell any tales out of school with like the Claremont Lounge. No, thing. no, no, oh, no, cool. no. It it like it gets like the plot thickens like every time we have someone on. Hell yeah! But I'd like to get your opinion on this. Mass described the place similar to the bar in Star Wars, like the bar in like Tatooine. I think it was with like. <laughs> I've seen one Star Wars in my life. I love, (sighs) I'm a big pop culture guy and I just can't get myself to care about Star Wars. I've seen Ah, episode one like four times (laughs) and that's the only Star Wars I've done. So hope that helps. We'll DM it to you or something. But I think based on the way you were describing it, I think you would agree when you see it. But anyway, go go ahead. But yeah, it's just a scene in there. Like it is the, that place is the definition (laughs) of a scene. And We got there. Maz wasn't there because um, famously they opened the door to the place. They walked in and Maz said, gentlemen, mm-hmm. and <laughs> went home. Like he was like, absolutely yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing this. I don't know what this is, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we texted Murray like, hey, what are you up to? And he was like, oh, tonight's the like the Felger night. And um, <laughs> uh, if you know Claremont Lounge, which... I'd never been there, but I'd heard of it in 
from going to Atlanta before. It's like a, it is an institution. It's a very, very famous place. And I remember the last time I, 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 I was in Atlanta, maybe like a year earlier for a Taylor Swift concert. And my friend tried to get us to go there and he described it to us. And we were like, Oh, that sounds like a lot. Don't think, uh, don't think we're going to do that. But this evening Murray was there and Felger was there. It just sounded like a crazy thing. So I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. So (laughs) we went and we were, we weren't in the best shape. Obviously Mm -hmm. Felger was not in the best shape um, because Murray was uh, Murray was well on his way to succeeding with his plan of just making Felger toast. Mm. So we got there and they were playing, they were playing music. There's, there's karaoke going on there too. And dreams was playing. And uh, apparently like, I mean, I remember doing it. I just didn't know that Felger was doing it, but independently (laughs) Felger and I were both kind of, uh, doing like the same dance moves and sing along. If I'm in a bar, if I like, if, if I'm not speaking in music's on, I'm probably singing along to it. I'm extremely yeah. annoying that way. But mm. like, I just like, I don't know if it's like a nervous energy thing. If like music's going on, I'm doing something to it. So I don't think, I don't know if Felger is usually like that, but whatever, however Jim had gotten him, he was. So at the same time, I think we both did like uh thunder only happens when it's raining type of thing and like we both did this and giles was so happy i'm surprised that that was his favorite (laughs) moment of that uh yeah of that week also i'll say um after we left and even like when when they were trying to leave like murray couldn't find felger like felger kept like walking out and like walking in and like they were he was just trying to like get everybody to walk to the uber at the same time so it was like one of the like Mm -hmm. murray had really done a number on uh on on poor dad and uh (laughs) he he texts me um like 20 minutes later or Mm -hmm. probably like five minutes later and he was like he threw up (laughs) with like a bunch of exclamation (laughs) points and we got Dang. back to the hotel maybe like an hour or two later. Giles and I went and did something else. And we were walking back. We were like, is that what I think it is? And in front of the hotel, Murray was by himself smoking a cigar. Of course he was. <laughs> he was celebrating that he had uh, just succeeded in making Felger legitimately sick, the poor guy. <laughs> just treated him like a lab experiment. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> and Murray, then, so Murray those are like the, what, the like best. Monday, like Monday or Tuesday nights. And then I think it's back Tuesday. At it in like four hours. I think it's Tuesday <laughs> of Super Bowl week. And then, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, depending mm-hmm. on, depending on how you want to play it, that's how a lot of people are in those yeah. things. Like, I don't know, like the NFL combine has a, reputation for like all the executives and everybody just go they they just go there and get destroyed where Hmm. i mean i'm i'm like i'm not that old but even when we'd go to the super bowl the last few years or back when the patriots still went to the super bowl i was very uh like hey i had to pick my spots like there has to be like one night we kind of go out another night. We kind of go out one night. Like we really go out and like, it all depends on what you have the next day. 
the first night that we got there, or this, maybe this, the second night, Giles and I were in a bar and we came up with our best idea. I don't know if he told this story, but we came up with our best idea that it was that was immediately shut down by our boss because our boss is smart. Mm. In Atlanta, every bar, everybody's smoking. If you go like if you go to a bar, you're signing up for being around a bunch of smoke. So a lot of times, like I just don't feel like going down to going to a bar because it can be yeah. a little overwhelming. Um, and Giles and I were there for a little bit and we were like, just couldn't help but notice like everybody had cigarettes and neither of us smoke, but we were like, let's ask the waitress if like they sell cigarettes here. Like we could, we could like do a cigarette <laughs> and blend in. And so Giles asked the waitress, she said like very uh, like, oh, these people are so stupid. She was like, oh, no, no, no sweetie. We bars don't sell cigarettes. This is a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> this then, is a bring your own situation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then she came back a couple minutes later and she brought us two shots and two cigarettes. Nice. And they were like her own. So like, we were like, oh, well, that's so nice. You're like, we're going to leave her big tip is great. And we were like, ah, we're not planning on doing shots, but okay, here we go. Like, all right, uh, to Atlanta. So like, we're smoking cigarettes and we're like, this is awesome. And like, she's just keeps bringing us cigarettes. Every time she sees us running low, she brings us more cigarettes. So eventually we're like, this is what this, these shows should be. It should be like a couple people sitting around talking about sports with a cigarette going. And uh, jokingly, the next day, we we're like, all right, we came up with an idea. It's sports talk with cigarettes. And our boss was like, Ooh. how have I not already fired you guys so many times man i was gonna say i'd be like say less like where do i sign yeah this was like 2017 nobody was saying say less yet but my boss was like yeah. oh say less right we're, yes we're in <laughs> that that would look that's pretty funny. cool i think that's a strong image as i is. feel like that's what it was like though back in like the 50s oh totally 60s. like everyone would just get ripped like talk shows you would yeah see they didn't do stats ripped. or anything they were like yeah, all right the quarterback sports, yeah. what do you think does he have what it takes no <laughs> And like that was it well they some of my about- favorite like old school sports photos are like oh it's that guy in the tigers jim leland just like ripping a carton of cigarettes oh, probably like, yeah out, dude. i mean like football coaches like elite level athletes just getting ripped like, are you guys uh, are you guys hockey guys not as much out of the okay sports. well do, like, do, do you know what morning skate is they'll it's something that they'll have if the game's at 7 p.m. say they'll have a morning mm-hmm. skate it'll be roughly 10 30 and okay it's like a it's like a short little non-contact practice that you have mm-hmm. the morning of a game and they've been doing away with them over the years but it was a thing they had in hockey forever mm-hmm. and it kind of seemed pointless like yeah they, like these guys are athletes they're probably like they, they don't need to practice the morning of a game why are they doing it and the reason it existed was i think in the 70s they had to start doing them because players would be hung over or mm-hmm. whatever and they just needed to sweat out the toxins early in the morning so like they would have them, all right if you're playing at seven like you got to get on the ice got to sweat got to like feel as terrible sober as up. you're gonna feel so yeah and sober <laughs> up and wow. then just now even though i'm sure like a lot of players are like party animals and cool guys and all that they they just they're they take their conditioning so seriously that they're like, oh, if I'm like, they wouldn't dream, most guys, of 
drinking the night before a a game. It's just like out of the question. Nah, better days. (laughs) Yeah, it used to be cooler. Everyone sucked, but it was cooler. Yeah. Speaking of cigarettes, you guys remember this is completely (laughs) off track, but no, no, dude, no, dude. This is a, this is a, I, I should not give advice to anybody, but it's a podcast. This, you don't have breaks to hit. You don't have things you have to get to. If, well, if the conversation goes (laughs) to a place that's, that's cooler and like more authentic, I say like always go there anyway. Yeah. No, that's true. And that being said, this is definitely cooler and more authentic. (laughs) This is our camel light, uh, this yeah. segment's brought to you by You're like no, no we just say we have an ad read yeah <laughs> no go ahead so no you guys remember that i didn't know this until kind of recently that cigarettes used to be allowed on planes which is hilarious oh, to restaurants me. doctor's offices crazy planes, yeah everywhere whatever you want i can understand build well Nursery. i don't understand it but buildings is one thing but on a plane when you're just completely High stuck risk. there yeah that is hilarious safe. and I don't know. Do you guys have any memories of being in restaurants when they were for some reason? I thought that was only changed about five or 10 years ago. And I know that's not the case now, Mm -hmm. but I still have like pretty vivid memories of. Oh, yeah. Like like going to smoking or not smoking. When did it change? Like 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah, I'd say 15 to 20. Like it's been it's been a while. Definitely in my life. I remember that. Oh, same. Yeah, I I think I was in at least maybe even as late as like high school. So like that was like late to mid to late 2000s like going to a restaurant with my parents saying yeah like, smoking or non-smoking <laughs> right and then you get in the dilemma of like non-smoking is a two-hour wait but we that's could sit right and smoking now it's like ah uh, right fuck, i am hungry i guess right. i could light one up <laughs> but you go to yeah you go to enjoy a nice steak dinner you go to atlanta and there ain't smoking and non-smoking there yeah. is just just smoke are you smoking. in the bar or are you not in the bar <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. they have like that cliche like no smoking sign but they just like etched out the middle part yeah yeah it's like the cross through it they use another cigarette they replace <laughs> that thing with another with cigarette. actual cigarette so it yeah. just looks like it's like a skull and crossbones of cigarettes yeah <laughs> well dude i think jim leland smoked enough that that eventually he started to look like a cigarette yeah he does resemble <laughs> the a cigarette. His, by the yeah. like actually i think he may still be alive but like present day Jim Leland physically he his corpse is still around I looked up the other day if uh Jack McKeon was still going is he is good for him okay cool wow I'm like the most of the time when I I'm debating if someone's dead or alive and look it up they're they're usually usually dead yeah so I usually get it the wrong the wrong way out of the two but I'll bring this up real quick before we transition I did bring up the Claremont Lounge website we typically don't do free ads in the show but claremontlounge.net um check them out like subscribe comment their website isn't great but the homepage is just a bunch of random pictures of celebrities here um i don't know if you know this or not dj i don't think you are pictured here yet unfortunately oh no i'll take a picture of yeah it's probably a good thing it's a picture of slash from um the hell band does he play for guns and roses also slashes snake pit in the 90s uh I'm seeing, am I seeing Anthony Bourdain? I see. I That's see Jack pretty cool. Black. I see Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I was like, is that Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I think I see. Okay, if you're on the site too, the one right below Morgan Freeman, I think that's Anthony Bourdain again. No, wait, wait. Hold Double on. hitter. Maybe it's like a random. Wait, the guy that's licking the ice. Oh, coffee? no, that's. I see. You're on ClaremontLounge.net, right? Yeah. 
Okay, the top two are Slash and Anthony Bourdain, right? Let's see. I'm on my Slash, phone. Anthony Bourdain, Jack, Jack Black, Black, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Uh, to the right, I'm not sure who that is, but underneath, oh, uh, underneath the person on the right is uh, Flea. Yep, I see that one. Then I, I don't know who that, that guy is. is to, to the left of him. Yeah, I don't know who Licking that is to the left. Coffee. I see what you mean now. I uh, think I'm seeing next to that guy. I'm seeing uh, actor Jason Mitchell. You seeing mm-hmm. him? I see Aquaman. Oh, that's right. Aquaman's in the mix. Uh, out of the Anthony water. Bourdain again. Yep, there's Anthony Bourdain. Key and Peel. Is see. that Method Man? It, oh, that is Key and Peel. The same picture with Key and Peel. Is that Method Man to the right of them? Uh, I think it is. I don't know, but but that's that's Jason Mitchell on the left. It plays uh, okay. Eze in Straight Outta Compton. Ah, okay. So this uh, plays is legit. No bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh, we got De Niro in the mix. Bottom I don't right. See that. Bottom right. Let's see. Bottom right next to. Oh the no, last it's not picture bottom right. I see is Flea. It's uh, it's un- so two under Flea is Robert De Niro. Yeah, mine stops after Flea on my cell phone at least. Damn. Yeah, there's oh, another Jack Black. There's another Jack Black in a tie dye shirt. Oh boy, man! I'm gonna have to who, check this place out. Who doesn't this place have? I'm seeing. Oh, who's the guy that? Uh, Who's the guy that like only roasts people? Like he's he's oh, just like Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Like his job <laughs> is like roasts. This looks like a Jeff Ross type of joint. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Jeff, yeah Jeff totally. Ross production. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So that's that's good intel on the old Claremont. Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, where do I want to go with this? Uh, let's let's stay on the the track we're on. Let, let's talk a little UNH. So you're a fellow Wildcat alumni. Yes, sir. As are the two of us, as of a lot of our, our listeners. Very uh, cool. What was your go-to dining hall at UNH? Or maybe a better question is if you go back today, sober, not sober, however you want to take this question, which dining hall would you would you dive towards? I think I would do... Ooh, I mean... Stillings? Is that one? Is, I, I, have, I, yeah. I haven't Stillings was underrated. These, I'm, yeah. Stillings... I mean, you, I think Hoko like, is probably the most famous. Right. Like, so Hoko is, is like the, the obvious one, but there's right. a chance that if I hit Stillings at the right time, there's only like uh-huh. three people in there and yep. mm-hmm. nobody will be like, why is there a 32 year old man sitting in the dining hall? And I could just kind of yes. do my thing. Yes. So and I think Stillings, Stillings might be the answer. Stillings was, was low key, a, a good one, a sleeper, sleeper dining hall. Yeah. They had a killer, uh, ice cream bar or Sunday bar once a week too. And it, wow. ironically, it wasn't on Sundays, big missed cool. opportunity, marketing opportunity there. Yeah. But I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, and then Sophie and I freshman year lived at Christensen. So that was right by Philbrook, which mm-hmm. was fine, but location wise, you kind of had to, had to default to go there. So there was a time when Stillings was a hike. Like if I went to Stillings, I was like, yeah, I need to plan my day around. I need to like plan my day and my route around this. Yeah, if I was at Philbrook, it was like like something was going on. Like I was yeah. with different people or so, okay. some weird yeah. circumstances brought me to, to Philbrook. <laughs> Only every now and then. I was pretty much uh, Stillings or mm-hmm. Hoko yeah. all the time. I, I feel like I saw more than the other ones, like just families, like I'd probably say once a month, I saw like a family of six just like eating at Hoko. Cause I know you could, you could buy non-student 
Oh yeah. You could buy a meal a la carte yeah. for like 10 bucks or something, which is a great deal. But yeah, that was always weird. Like just seeing like a family of speaking of restaurants, like a sp- family of six, just going to Hoko for dinner. I'm, but I guess if you live in Durham, like, yeah, like I'm, going to a grant of uh, golden corral or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think, <laughs> do professors eat oh, at yeah. the dining hall? Like, yeah, do you see professors of, there? A lot of professors at, at Hoko again. Like I said, Hoko All right, I could go there. All right. So I could that toss was like on the gold a, standard. So I'll say I'll, I could just toss on a blazer and go to Hoko. No questions asked. I could. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Hoko because I don't know if they still have the, when I was there, they started doing the cheesesteak bar there and oh, that was a right. massive game changer. It sure was. And I'll say this. I hope you take this as a compliment because this is what it's intended for. Oh, I could see you with a blazer, nice pair of jeans, lose the hat, show the hair. I could, I think you could You're pass for like a professor, want. like a psychology professor, like one of those young, cool, like hip professors teaching a really cool, like miscellaneous class. Like, oh, hell yeah. I got psychology uh, of like, I don't know, like John, Le- like a John Lennon like, oh my psychology God. class or yes, something. Ab- the psychology of John Lennon. Yeah. 101. I could, I could teach that class right now. People are complicated. Okay. All the guy wanted was peace and he was obsessed with it. And he was a horrible abuser of women. Like yeah. so what, that's what, it. what? That's the class. How, how does that guy's brain work? Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I've been there a couple of times, not in a million years, but I've right. been there to speak to classes a couple of times. Oh, nice. And like the first time I went, I was like, Ooh, I need, I need something with elbow patches here. I need to, uh, to really look <laughs> the part. Move. Yes. And then I was like, no one cares. No one knows who I am. It doesn't matter. Just wear yeah. whatever. <laughs> Elbow patches are a big upgrade. Um, yeah, that's very blazer. professorial. The more like, I don't know what material, like Tweed? wool or plaid. Yes, that's yeah. probably it. Tweed. With like a nice brown elbow patch. Um, what was like your couch major? material almost? Yeah. Is yes. that what tweed is? Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Sort of. I know you, just, you just got two very different questions fired at you simultaneously. <laughs> what was my major? My uh, major <laughs> was journalism. Okay, cool. Nice. And then question, because we were actually talking about this with some friends recently. Last year was kind of a wash, you know, for pandemic reasons. Are you a homecoming guy? Do you no. go back to UNH homecoming? I went like oh, twice. Right? Yeah, I same. think maybe. I've only I was once. My uh, it's weird. I never went back for a lot of cool things because my just job was too weird. I right. always had, that's true. Uh, I was always covering hockey. So mm-hmm. it was always, if something was happening Saturday morning, I was probably covering a morning skate or a practice. And if something was happening Saturday evening, I was covering a game. So my yeah. hours were uh, not conducive to a lot of those fun things. The homecoming is so strange. Um, cause I remember as a student, well, did you go as a student? Were you able to go? Yeah. 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 Homecoming I, stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't care a ton about it. I don't yeah, know. Why. It's a little overhyped. It it's there's some, there's just something odd to like getting up at five 30 in the morning <laughs> and starting to drink out in public at like six 30 yeah. <laughs> to wait for a football game that nobody goes to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, homecoming is weird. Cause I remember vividly multiple times, seeing like people just passed out like literally dragged by police officers like into their car at like 11 30 in the morning and it's like this is no way to live like what are we doing like <laughs> i can't i can't and then like you'd see a, a group of people like that and then to the left a group of like 
40 or 50 year olds and like UNH crew neck sweatshirts having like one or two bud lights, just like talking about the old days. And then the next truck over is again, like Bill's mafia type people. Like on yeah. Tables and it's like, I am having fun, but this is not a long-term, uh, a long-term thing. I don't think. Yeah. I also, but, I have a, I have a weird relationship with nostalgia. It's mm-hmm. like the, uh, the Andy Bernard thing of like, you wish you knew they were the good old days sure. when you were in them. Like, yep. I, for, for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to harsh anyone's mellow, uh, but oh for whatever reason, just like sitting around and being like, ah, remember when we did this? Remember when we did this? Remember when we did this? Like, it just kind of bums me out, <laughs> you know? Cause I'm like, yeah. we're all still alive. Like we can still go, like, go, go do something cool. It's not going to be like, oh no, we were a bunch of children who were like, almost killing ourselves with alcohol, but there's yeah. like, <laughs> that was your version as a child of having fun. Now, like, like have yeah. whatever your adult version of having fun is. It's all good. Yeah. For Soapy, it's the exact same. Um, he still does that pretty regularly Monday through Friday, but, uh, but yeah, yeah to brother. your point, teach his own. Uh, go ahead. So, um, yeah, I, I would have to say too, that I kind of agree that homecoming wasn't, if if we went to a big football school, it would have been different. I think, totally. obviously. Oh, good point. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Plus, like, I don't know if you guys went to that that homecoming. So we graduated in 2011. Um, DJ, you were 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to the homecoming? The the 2000. Oh uh, well, this was two years later. So 2012. Did you go to that by chance? Possibly. I think, I think, I think I went back for one or two of them. So maybe, maybe. Well, there was the one year where they kind of did it around the same time as Halloween. So it was hollow coming and oh, it Jesus was a fucking Christ. ice storm the same, oh, the same Jesus. weekend. So it was brutal. Like it wasn't that sounds fun. like hell and people were <laughs> stuck at UNH. I think um, I remember I came back to, to Nashua and I didn't have power for like five days. Like most mm. of the state wasn't ready for a snowstorm in October. Mm. <laughs> my god yeah not not the best um but switching to what you actually do um yeah let's start the show 50 minutes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no that that was just one uh one short segment um what uh, of the local teams like i know that you got to cover them so working them is one thing but which one are you looking forward to attending the most Uh, i went to a revs game on saturday and that was awesome I, uh, the, the, the revs have really grown on me these last couple of years. So, hmm. uh, I love going to revs games. I love going to, I mean, I don't, I don't physically cover sports and go to games and, and, and hold the recorder right. and ask, well, like I, th- I used to do that. Um, hmm. and when I did that, it was pretty much exclusively with, uh, it was pretty much exclusively the Bruins, but I also covered the Patriots for, uh, a while when I was in college and, out of college, uh, I kind of, I start, I started at EEI like my senior year. So I would like drive to path stuff during the day and I don't know, like probably like skip classes <laughs> and, uh, whatever. And I would, I would like cover Patriots things here and there. So, uh, but I, I don't like physically cover anything. And I like that because it means yeah. that I can, I, I view everything now more as like, a fan. I have more of the frustrations, uh, that fans have. I won't, 
I feel like when you're really, really close to the team, it's, it's, you, you have information and information super important and people need people like that, but uh, probably not as well served to give that, like have that emotional view or like, Hey, like what's the team's problem right now? I think if you're really close to it, you could be like, well, this guy's hurt. And, is, and if they were counting on this guy to do this, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you're just watching and wearing your heart on your sleeve, you're like, they fucked up last year's draft or whatever. Yeah. You know, Brent Williams like, sucks. Right. Like you're not as zoomed in. So yeah. your information isn't going to be as good, but you'll also have like a pretty good read at like black and white. What's right. What's wrong with this team? I think that like pretty clearly comes through too in the way that that you cover it too on whether it's TV or when I read your stuff. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Which I think is good. It's good to have that balance. You know. Yeah, I I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if people like it or don't like it, but I just can't do. um, I can't do the really polished, uh, like broadcastery presentery type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm more. We're like, I feel passionately about this. This is like I, I, talking the way that we're talking right now. Yeah. I, I feel like if I did like the, hey, everybody, people be like, oh my God, you're, yeah. Yeah. People with hair can't do that. Blows. Get out yeah. of here. Hey, easy, Giardi. Yeah. <laughs> Giardi's yeah. my guy. Have you guys had him on? We've Multiple had him times. on a few times and he's the one of the program. Very good Love guy. Giardi. Very uh, similar to like this, like very down to earth guy. It's, it's totally weird too. Cause like the first time we had him on, it was like, you know, we try to keep it pretty professional. Like, Hey, like this is a pretty big get. Yeah. And then uh, the second time it was a little less. And then the last time we were literally just bullshitting about, I don't remember what. Like, oh yeah. We were talking about, we probably talked like 10% football. Yeah. He's the best. Just, like, he stupid has, stuff. He's a good, he dude. has an incredibly embarrassing picture of me. Um, nice. We were going from, uh, it was 2011 Bruins cup final. Um, and we would fly to Washington and drive up to Vancouver and, mm-hmm. The third, we had to make that trip three times in like a week and a half. And the third time, that was my first year out of college, first year covering the Bruins. And I was so exhausted after that playoff run. And he took a picture of me in the back seat of the car during <laughs> the drive from Washington to Vancouver. And I'm wearing like a green, uh, like some green hoodie. And yeah. I'm just, I, I just look like a, a college boy who's been dropped into the real world the real and can't world. take it. And mm. I'm just like c- curled up <laughs> sleeping, but like, you can just see the pain from looking at my body that like yep. this, this kid is just in over his head. <laughs> nice. Well, that's kind of like the Felger napkin picture on, on Nantucket. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so For you real. guys really are kindred spirits. That's right. Yes. That's right. Very good. Um, let me ask you this. I know you did, uh, you did some Oscars coverage yesterday or, or oh, yeah. Sunday. Uh, are you, are you a big movie guy traditionally? Yes. You I hadn't seen buff, except Star and, Wars, obviously. Yeah. I, yeah. I picked my spots. That little indie uh, flick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the joke we always make is whenever someone brings up, uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter or Avengers, any Marvel thing, I'll say, I'll respond to it with, I'm not a, and then just name another one of them guy. So if you like, when you brought up yeah. Star Wars, if this were on my podcast, if you're yeah. like, Hey, it's like the Star Wars bar. I'd be like, I don't watch Harry Potter. I have no idea what you're talking about, oh. you know? <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, I kind of picked my spots until maybe 20, 
I don't know what year. What year did uh, Whiplash come out? Uh, Twenty fourteen, uh, five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So a while ago. Yeah. So yeah. until that year, legitimately, like the only movie I had seen was that thing you do and mm. uh, Star Wars Episode One four times for some reason. Why? But then that year, um, hold on, the Tom Hanks movie. Yes, sure is. About the make-believe band from the 50s? Yes, 60s. Ah, spoiler yeah, alert. Very close. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. At the end of their make-believe. Uh, it's actually the prequel to uh, Castaway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's my, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my favorite movie. It's so great. Uh, we actually, we had Tom Everett Scott, the drummer. Oh, uh, nice. From that is. Yeah, yeah, from The Wonders on yes. the podcast. And we were nice. talking about Every I told him that I almost start that I tried to start a Wonders cover band, and he was like, "Do you know like so? Can you play our songs?" And I was like, "Oh, please, yeah, that's all I do." And he was like, "Start playing <laughs> one." Sleep. So on Zoom, it was like the, the quality was so bad. I had this omnidirectional uh, dynamic microphone, so it's mm-hmm. really just getting my mouth. And if I go over here, you can't hear it as well. Whereas like with a condenser microphone, it would pick up everything. Sure. But I just had this microphone because we're doing a podcast. Uh, so I just like took a guitar and started playing one of their songs and he went over to his drum set and on Zoom is like playing along. So Damn. the delay on Zoom is going is like a second and a oh, half yeah. or something. <laughs> so it is so it's That's like hilarious. the three of us are like jam, or the two of us are jamming. Well, jam Pete sesh. is hearing God knows what in his thing because it's just coming in at different times and it's had to sound like absolute shit. But yeah, uh, jammed with him. That was really cool. But uh, yeah, prior to forever, I just I just didn't see movies. I'm I'm a huge, huge, huge music guy, but I didn't uh, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of movies. But I realized I, I've been covering the Bruins for a few years, and um, I never really knew what to do in between morning skate and the game. So like, the Bruins would have their morning skate at ten thirty. That would wrap up at like eleven. Then they'd have an availability that would wrap up at like noon so then you'd write up all the stories you're gonna write or whatever and mm-hmm. you're free at like two and yeah. like we, we would get lunch and stuff and hang out but the game doesn't start till seven warm-ups don't start till say six so they're really mm-hmm. just like a lot of downtime and i started going to the the movies in um why can't i think of uh the, um, i'm so dumb the mm. uh, boston common I just yep. started going to the movies in between the morning skate and the game. So I would knock out all these movies. And for the first time I saw all of the Oscar nominees and I was like, holy shit, I'm a movie guy now. Sure. And uh, I've been doing that every year since I see, I, I try to see, I see all the best picture noms, all the best actor, actress, supporting actor, actress, and director. This year, I didn't get to see that many. I just yeah, saw all the best weird. pictures and that was it. Yeah, okay. well, uh, this past year was super weird. For well, that's kind of the reason I ask. I mean, I, I I usually I consider myself like a pretty big movie fan. Um, So I usually do watch the Oscars. But I I think since they've kind of I don't know how long it's been, probably like a few years at this point, they've certainly expanded, you know, like the nominees. I think. Yeah. Like three or four right. now, it's like like fuck, like 10 or 15. Right. So. Kind of, I guess, like in a nut, give us like your, your 2021 Oscars for dummies. So like in a nutshell, like what are like a handful of what you consider like the the movies worth going back and seeing if, if no one saw them last year? Ooh, all right. So I 
or even performances since you mentioned like the best actor and actresses. Yeah. yeah I'm a big, uh, I'm a big tears guy. Um, the, speaking of depression, I'm just kidding. Sure, I don't mean tears. I mean like, like putting things in tears. Um, oh, I went and, to tears as well. So uh, I'm a big tears for fears guy. I don't know if you know this song. Everybody yeah. wants to rule the world. It's kind of a yes. smash. That's uh, on our Patreon page. Our tears for fears. Uh, that is podcast. That is actually, I would say that, uh, Everybody wants to rule the world is second to September as like on the list of songs every human being in the world fucking loves. I think if anyone's like listening both. and disagrees, yeah. I, I think they're like there isn't a person in the world who doesn't like September. There isn't a person in the world who doesn't like yeah. uh everybody wants to rule the world. I think I only like it at weddings though. Is that the song you mean? Um yeah, like, like Earth Fire? in September. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard it outside of a wedding. I mean, but it's it's the just song to play at any big gathering. Sure, mm-hmm. but there's yeah. a lot of songs like that, like, um, like "Don't Stop Believing" or like "You Make sure. My Dreams Come True" that feel corny when yes. they're Agreed. played like that. And uh, Pete and I actually have a running argument. He plays uh, "You Make My Dreams Come True" on the jukebox, and I think that, that is the biggest waste of jukebox money in the world. Because I'm like, you can just wait five minutes; that song's going to come on. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, Anyway, so if you want a glimpse into what our podcast is about, it's enlightening mm. conversations like that. But um, yeah, I, I I didn't think there was one like great, holy shit, like whiplash level movie yeah. or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. parasite level movie this year. Mm-hmm. But I thought the three best were uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal. If I, I, I would highly That's recommend the one I'm most excited to see. That's Sound the of metal. The, the kid who loses his hearing, right? It's incredible. I love that kid. Uh, what Riz Ahmed? Yeah. What's the I, night he's of? the guy from night. Yeah. Night of. Yeah. Um, oh. And he's a night crawler too. I love oh, I never night saw crawler. that. Oh, I so never good. saw that. Very good movie. Yeah. He was, I, yeah, I, I like I, him a lot. I oddly used to be into uh UK battle rap and he mm. was, uh, he was a, a, <laughs> a battle rapper back in the day and then he was oh, in night of and uh yeah but he's great in sound of metal but you said performances that that i mm-hmm. I, I want to shout out definitely paul racy in uh sound of metal he so the 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 gist of sound of metal is a drummer lose starts to lose his hearing mm-hmm. and he goes to like a deaf community and this guy is this guy. The actor's name is Paul Racy, who's who grew up in a deaf household. He can hear, but in real life, he grew up in a deaf household. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he plays like the this like community leader guy, and he's incredible. He gives such a good performance, and there's a scene between the two of them that I thought was the best scene of the year of the movies I saw. Again, I, I only saw the best mm-hmm. picture noms. I didn't see all of the ones that were nominated for other things, but I would yeah, definitely yeah. say those movies, uh, Minari was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trial of Chicago seven was really good. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that, I think was just okay. The father, Anthony Hopkins won for best actor. And a lot of people were mad, but I'm, I, I'm cool with that. I think he was, he's great, but he's always great is anthony hopkins that's the one when he's a cannibal right what's that that's the one when he's like a cannibal yes and then jerry foster like yeah i didn't see that one yeah that that's Um, exactly it it does look pretty good 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm usually into it, but I think this year was kind of like an asterisk year for a lot of people. Just because honestly, I didn't even know like how many movies came out. I obviously didn't Same. go to the theater last year. Yeah. Oh God. I didn't go to the theater once. No. Yeah. But okay. Um, so, but you had something real quick. Yeah. DJ, um, do I have this right? Or am I completely thinking of someone else? But are, are you a fan of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy music wise? Yeah. I mean, the I'm album, not, not so. Yeah. Own. Yeah. Kanye West album. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Are, are you familiar with Sophie's beautiful? I'm a, dark no, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Jeff Basker. And that mm-hmm. was, I think, probably his crowning achievement. Favorite songs off that album. Uh, I think that this is going to sound so lame, but um, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I was going to say power, but then I was like, ooh, maybe run away. But mm-hmm. I think that 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 sample on power, I think I think that power is like if, if you were to do a presentation on Jeff Basker and Kanye West and the awesome music they're capable of making, I would present power. Mm-hmm. right like i, th- I think that, that i think those samples are so sick the obviously the, the vocal sample is awesome but uh the the king crimson the 21st century skits like it, it just mm-hmm. all falls together so well so yeah big power guy i have a challenge for you oh so with you being w- what instruments do you play just guitar guitar piano poorly and like if you play guitar then you're allowed to own a bass, which I do, and say that like you play bass. But of course, yeah. Okay, all right. So challenge to you is like every so often I go back to that album, and I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna play this song, and I'll play like one song for months on end, and then just kind of rotate. Mm-hmm. I think you should make a video of yourself playing the. Um, I know what you're gonna say. Solo in Devil in a new dress. dress. Yeah. Oh. So my buddy Mike has said that too. Um, oh, your buddy Mike Dean? No, <laughs> no, no, no. My buddy. Uh, so my my buddy. I, I post videos on Instagram myself playing guitar because I've reached that sad point in. I don't know if I would qualify as middle aged yet or whatever, but like I'm like the like out of shape middle aged guy who's like, yeah, I'm gonna start playing a lot more guitar. That seems like a good use of my a time. Good idea. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where I am in life. And so I'll post videos of myself playing. Like I did one a couple weeks ago. I was playing a Natalie Merchant song. That shit just mm. absolutely bangs. Uh, sure. But yeah, my buddy Mike is like, you should do like, you should post more songs that like people our age like. And he brought up <laughs> Devil in a New Dress. And I was like, yeah. But what if I just like did like Billy Joel songs? Instead? But what if we do more Natalie Merchant? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, dude. I, I mean, you guys probably know the song "Wonder" by Natalie Merchant, but I went back and listened to that in that album "Tiger Lily," and I forgot that the guitar playing on that, which is done by uh, someone named Jen Turner, is so good. It's like mm. a better version of a Santana song, where like Santana doesn't shut the fuck up; he just fucking plays through the whole song, and you're just like, yo. I know the song's like by you, but let Rob Thomas do his thing. Um, hey, yeah. can I sing over this or what? Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus, I, 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 excuse me. Is this featuring me or no? Right. I can leave, Carlos. Can you turn up my fucking mic? Yeah. Memento, yeah. <laughs> Carlos. Jesus. Yeah. Um, do you guys do you guys know the song? Do you or do you guys know the band Ween? 
I do not. I don't believe so. So they're, they're a nineties band. They're one of my favorite bands. And, uh, they, they found out, they were tracking a song and they found out from like one of their roadies that Santana was in town doing, uh, some show or whatever and all of Santana stuff things with yeah so all of his stuff was in storage <laughs> oh, and nice. they broke into it broke into santana's like storage area plugged in his amp plugged in like his guitar and everything and they tracked uh the solo for one of their songs using Damn. all of carlos santana's stuff oh that's sick yeah that's hilarious rock and roll yeah i i think going back to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy real quick you brought up power one of my favorite scenes have you seen I don't even know where it was released. Like it was just YouTube, but like they made like that short film, like the runaway, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, basically like 30 minute, like short film. Have you seen that DJ? No, it's no. Sick. You, you'd enjoy it because yeah, like, you it don't covers about, like, right? the whole album. It, it's really great. It's like basically like a, it's like a music video for like the entire album, but there's a lot of like off, not off script, but like, for example, like a, a really great scene is when he plays power He's basically just like it's a, it's a longer extended version of like him making the the beat on his synthesizer or sampler or whatever that MPC yeah. called yeah and it's it's phenomenal but yeah check that out I think it's on YouTube it's like thirty minutes that's that's, that's the best like I like that album more because you'll go back it's almost like when you listen to like a movie soundtrack when you hear the songs you'll picture like the scenes from the movie oh uh, I love that it's really cool yeah you'll enjoy it and I think I don't know if Devil in a New Dress is in it. Or if they, because I never heard, I don't guitar think till the album. Um, Unf- unfortunate, because I think that could be like musically, it could be the best song on the album. As much as I love Runaway, mm-hmm. yeah. And no one knows Rick Ross. Rick Ross played that guitar solo. <laughs> Did he? Many people don't know. <laughs> Did he? oh, I, I, I was, I, you, you had me. I, I, no, I didn't know yeah. who played that. No, I, I so, don't either. But I don't think it was Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a gun to my head, like I could eliminate someone from contention. Okay, I think Rick Ross would be one of my first choices, if not myself, because I know I didn't play it. I don't know, man. I never doubt. I never a, a dumb dated thing is to doubt the or to really underestimate the musicality of <laughs> yeah, I'm with very you. talented musicians. Like I yep. like when people the one that gets me drives me crazy. People are like, did you know T-Pain could sing? I'm yeah. like, did you think that T-Pain would be able to do T-Pain shit if he didn't, if he couldn't right. sing? You fucking idiot. Yeah. We're talking about T-Pain, like one of the great musicians of the last yeah. 20 years. Yes, I yeah. knew he could sing, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do this. We're coming right up on time. Before we let you go, DJ, real quick, and like, I guess like a couple minutes or less, what are your thoughts on the draft coming up patriots specifically what do you think they are going to do and what would you like them to do from like they're gonna do something annoying like take quitty pay and i'm gonna throw up uh i would like them to i mean if they like a quarterback go get them if someone that they like falls to seven or eight go ahead and do that otherwise i'd love for them to get jalen waddle if they have to move up a few picks to do it do that Mm. hopefully he falls to you that would be great if he doesn't fall to you i don't hate rashad bateman at 15, I don't hate moving down. People people lose their mind at that. I don't hate moving down and getting like Zayvon Collins be a great successor at, at, at linebacker. So I, I would say there's a lot of things I want them to do. I actually ran a column this morning saying five things I don't want them to do. Yep. And they were great. take quitty pay, take Devontae Smith. Sorry, 166 Smith pounds. Would drive me nuts. Can't yeah, do that's it. That's suicide. Way too, way too big a risk. Uh, I don't want them to do the like the 
the uh, Panthers taking Jimmy Clausen or the Browns taking Deshaun Kaiser move mm-hmm. of like, oh, this guy's here and we clearly don't believe in him because if we did, we would have taken him earlier. But right. well, we might as well just take him and then you have a quarterback <laughs> you hate, right? Yeah. Like we've seen that, that that never works. So I don't want them yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I would mainly, I'd like them to get a receiver. Ideally, you get a receiver mm. and a quarterback. But I mean, also... They still have a lot of needs. Like I, I, I sure do. would love for them to get a cornerback. It would help if they didn't get caught cheating again and had their third round pick taken away. They would be able to, to make more picks or maneuver around the board more easily. Dan, yeah, can you censor that part out? Because I have no idea what he's talking about when he said the c word. <laughs> it's funny because like when those actual stories break, they're fun to like joke about because like ah, we got busted cheating, still won the Super Bowl. But then they really hit home when it's like fuck, we lost a draft pick. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you're not good at drafting and now you don't have as many yeah. draft picks. That, that's, so, not so that's not Is that not good? <laughs> and You I, really I, want I, Jamar Chase, right? I do. Oh, I that'd be sick. That's I like the idea of training up for a non-quarterback. Ideally, you're okay. training up, you're getting a quarterback, but this is, this is very plausible, right? Quarterbacks uh-huh. go with the first three picks. Yep. Fourth pick, Falcons either take a quarterback or they trade down for a team that wants a, with a team that wants a quarterback. Five, Bengals take Panay Sewell. Six yep. Dolphins take Kyle Pitts, who's the best patch, pass catcher in this draft. It's mm-hmm. seven. If Jamar Chase is there, why not trade up? Like, if, if who picks at seven? The Lions. Oh, God. So they, they would have incentive, obviously, to take to take uh, Chase themselves, sure. but yeah, especially after losing Galladay. But if you can make it worth their while, I mean, especially you're so bad at drafting receivers. Yeah. So Correct. Get the sure thing. I would love if they got Jamar Chase. Oh, me too. I didn't even think that was in the room. Yeah, but then he's going to take catches away from Nikhil Harry. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I didn't think about this. There's only one ball. That's, yeah, <laughs> so, that's, that's very, yeah, Cam's sorry. the one who has to get it. Him, <laughs> so that's not great either. Uh, Maz had a great line today. They were talking about the receivers in the draft, and uh, uh-huh. they were saying that Rondell Moore is so short. He's 5'9". And they're like, he's like so low to the ground. And Maz said, Perfect. Well, if Cam's throwing the ball, you're, you have to be low to the ground. Perfect. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, he's going to get 100 targets of. Right. Quarter. If you could put hands on your feet, then you could rip it up. I feel so oh, bad for Cam Newton. Cam would have 100% completion percentage yeah. if he was allowed to draft players with hands for feet, but yeah. not in the cards. Um, one more time before we let you go, man. Where, where's the best place to, for people to, to find you online, to follow your show and, and everything else you got going on? Uh, Twitter is DJ underscore bean. Uh, Instagram is D with so many E's. I don't know how many, uh, but it's okay. D we'll with that. a lot of E's. I think it's like 14 or something like that. Um, 14 E's. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, because all the other ones were taken and 13 uh, other guys with the same name. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> and then uh, brunch is the podcast. Uh, NBC nice. sports. Boston is the, the place. Awesome, man. Um, Appreciate that, man. Yeah, thanks again for hopping on. And uh, hopefully we talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you guys. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, bro. Yeah, anytime.